This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Jeffrey here. We've got something really exciting for you today. Two interviews with artists from Unwell talking about how we make audio. These are sourced from John Bartman's fantastic podcast, How I Make Music, where John interviews composers and artists who make music for audio fiction. The first is an interview with longtime Heartlife NFP artist Stephen Poon on his work on the Unwell theme. After the break, we'll also be sharing an interview John recorded with me about composing for installations and for one of my other podcasts, The Museum at Tomorrow. You can hear more episodes of John's podcast at howimakemusic.com. You can also get access to live streams, editing tutorials, and 58 extra episodes of the show through the How I Make Music Patreon. So, sit back and listen to how some of the Unwell team make music. You look like a celery, soda, light and crispy, and oh so tasty. of music we're listening to in the background is the unwell closing theme. Today, we'll break it down and get into why and how it was made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians get to tell their own stories. We break apart a song, soundtrack, or composition and get into the insights into how it was made. My name is Stephen Poon. I'm a composer based in Chicago, USA, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, episode 81, The Unwell Closing Theme, by me, Stephen Poon. Thanks for listening in. Unwell is a Midwestern Gothic mystery. It's about a young woman returning to her hometown, the fictional place of Mount Absalom, Ohio, 
where everything is a bit more spooky than it seems at first. What are you doing out here? I was on my way home and... Where are we? Highway 5, out of town. Must have got turned around. Uh, Welcome home! Sure. Home. I'm from Ohio. In the rural Ohio, we have a lot of Mennonites, which are like Amish people. They don't use a lot of technology. Like it's, it's kind of anathema. When I'm driving, there's some stops where you might actually run into a horse and buggy. There are some religious communities that don't make use of modern technology. So it was really at the forefront of my mind going into this setting to not include a lot of synth and digitized music. There are loads of real actual instruments in the track and to be able to go into the studio with half a dozen musicians was really rewarding. Take a listen to this. Not a guitar. It's not a mandolin. It's a charango. It's one of a number of instruments that we recorded live for the Unwell theme. A charango is a Peruvian stringed instrument. It's 10 stringed, and traditionally it was made from an armadillo shell. But this was an instrument that I had found when I was in Peru for my, for my honeymoon, and I found a luthier who was making these instruments. You could still smell the, the sawdust in the air of his shop. And he didn't even speak English, so I think it was his daughter who was translating. Really took to it. I thought it was a beautiful sounding instrument. And so this was a melody that I had been picking around on the instrument and it got stuck in my head so bad that I'm like, this has to go somewhere. I've had a lot of influence when it comes to music over the years. So here's like a few things that came to mind as this track came together. First and foremost was the Chieftains. I really like Irish session music. There's really this tone of freedom and playfulness that comes from it. I had recently been watching Deadwood. So the Deadwood soundtrack by David Schwartz, that opening theme, was also in my mind.
I've always had a lot of inspiration from specifically Japanese RPG soundtracks. To music from the late 80s or early 90s, there's not a lot of samples going into these songs. Very simple melodies that can very easily get stuck in your head. Because you're only working, especially with the original Nintendo, there are only like four different samples that you could really fit in a cartridge. I don't really want to go too deep into this because it's not a common game. It's like literally a, a visual novel that's a spin-off of an RPG that was released in the 90s. I don't... <laughs> we can get into that. I just feel like it might be a little obscure. Loyal Policies, welcome to our fair city. My name is Jeffrey Gardner. I'm Heartlife's executive producer. Jeffrey Nils Gardner was involved with this music and really all the music of Unwell too. When they were working on an older project, Our Fair City, there was no music. And I approached them and said, hey, would you like a theme song? Out here in the ruins of old, new... And then when Unwell started, it was kind of a natural progression of this collaboration. A bitter wind tears across the tundra, friendless and spiteful, until it breaks against the side of a monolithic structure. We were recording on um, a college campus because that's where Jeffrey was doing their masters at the time. Going into recording, I didn't, I didn't know who was going to be there. It was my first time in this space, and so walking in. We're setting up the studio, no one else is there. It's me, the recording engineer, wrangling cable. I'm a little anxious because there's a lot of unknown going into the studio like that. So we walk in and all you can really hear is the sound of cable being laid on the floor. And you know, and your heartbeat The others arrived and we began recording. We stomped the floor to get this rustic boot stomping sound. So the boot stomps were really important. It really is a form of punctuation at the very start. I really wanted something that could maybe slightly, slightly startle the listener. After that, we wanted to include even more percussion, particularly a little bit of hand percussion on top of the, the boot stops. So we, we threw in egg shakers because they just happened to be in my guitar bag. To add a little bit of texture to that percussion. The next is banjo. And that's Gunnar Jebsen. And, and we gave him a lot of freedom to really do whatever he wanted on top of the melody. We also had Lauren Kelly, a multi-instrumentalist. We started her on guitar. 
and then we went in and did some individual tracks with her playing cello. We brought in Travis Elfers to do viola. I really wanted to have strings on this and was glad that we were able to have that for the Unwell theme. In the middle of the track, you hear this slightly dissonant voice come in. And that's Betsy Palmer. You can give her anything and she will internalize it and sing it. It's, it's a lot of fun to work with her. I played guitar on the track, which is the first strum you hear at the start. Mel Ruder isn't just a recording engineer on the show. Mel Ruder is the recording engineer on the show and is most often present for the episode recording. They came in and did some additional hand percussion for this track. So when season one of Unwell was being put together, we knew what songs we wanted to include for the entire season. Including an episode with a celery festival that has a jingle writing contest. So I was writing music for groups of musicians that were playing a folk song. Climb in those vines to look down more. A punk rock song. Even a kind of a barbershop quartet for a jingle. Look like a celery soda, light and crispy, and oh so tasty. I wasn't in a space where I was just thinking of one particular genre of music. It was all over the place. It was really creatively satisfying. So as we were putting together all of the tracks for season one, I wanted to do a very short kind of stinger intro piece. that would kick off every episode. And the closing theme would start out with this mirror of that stinger. So it opens with this simple three-note descending melody. And the stinger is a three-note ascending melody that which really just bookends every episode as a whole. We used multiple microphones to record each instrument. And so we wanted to be able to use both of those sources, mix them together. Let me show you what I mean. Here's what a guitar sounds like with multiple microphones. Here's just pointed at the neck. Now here's the microphone on the body. Here's how the charango sounds at the neck. body. There's a moment in season one featuring 
a composition by a fictional songwriter, Rusty Standish. The script originally described this song as Nick Drake after a few cocktails and a long walk home. Let's take a listen. I lost every word that I... So that was a really fun descriptor to try to work with, especially because I'd never listened to Nick Drake before. So I took an afternoon, sat down, had a drink, and just listened. Carve my heart in the side. To like three hours of music. I wrote, played guitar, and sang on the track. Winds and waterfalls, landslides. So I'm standing at your door. I couldn't say what the knob is for. And that's it for this episode. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment. But before that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, or any other platform you prefer. We've been listening to music featured in the Midwestern Gothic mystery drama, Unwell. To hear the full story or to check out my other compositions, follow the links in the show notes. Visit howimakemusic.com for bonus behind-the-scenes stuff related to this episode. Check out what's on offer at patreon.com slash howimakemusic. How I Make Music is created by John Bartman. And now, here's the Unwell Closing theme in its entirety. I'm Stephen Poon, and thanks for listening to How I Make Music. we're listening to in the background is called 523 AM. It's an instrumental track used in the Museum at Tomorrow, an abstract audio fiction collage miniseries. Today we'll break it down and experience why and how it was made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians get to tell their own stories. My name is Jeffrey Nils Gardner. 
I'm a sound artist, director, and designer from Chicago, Illinois, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, episode 78, 523 AM, by me, Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Thanks for listening in. If I woke up and I was alone in the house, and it happened all the time, I'd wake up and I'd be alone in the house, and I would just freak out. My name is Jeffrey Nils Gardner, audio artist based out of Chicago, Illinois. The piece I'll be talking about today is from the Museum at Tomorrow, an audio fiction miniseries. And um, bang on the studio door because it was locked. I was locked away from her. I'm standing in front of a massive frame. For each episode, I write out what I call a beat script, laying out each moment of the show. For seven days in a row. And it's hot and sticky, no and it hasn't rained in like two straight weeks. I walk out in the hallway. And then... And then I conduct interviews with friends or colleagues or interesting people I run into, along with music and other audio elements to fill in that beat script. Another painting. This one, too, is set in the ruins of an ancient civilization. We create this collage that tells the story in a very different way. I close my eyes. And you know, I'm not very good at being alone. I've been playing violin since I was six years old. This instrument was actually my great-grandmother's. I have a very sharp memory of, as a very small child, finding this instrument in my grandparents' attic. And that was how I went down the path of becoming a, a violin player. Disorientation is what I would say one of the main goals of the piece. Kind of like with a magic eye puzzle, if you unfocus your ears and kind of let them follow where they want to go in the overlapping sounds, I find that the listener often creates uh, a fascinating story alongside the the narrative that I'm telling. God is not yet. God is an incredible piece of wood. And he lives in his own private Idaho. Adds a kind of certain element of chaos. So 5.23 a.m. was originally a part of an eight-channel sound installation. This installation toured both to Burning Man and also around Chicago. The experience is you walk into this octagon and close it behind you and lay in the space and are surrounded by this huge number of speakers and the walls block out the city around you. 
And so you're hearing this fascinating array of experimental music in multi-channel sound, and you just see the sky. Airplanes crossing your sphere of vision, laying in the octagon. It really effectively blocks out the city, which is not something that we get to do very often here in Chicago. <laughs> it's a cool installation. Pauline Oliveros is a big influence for me, uh, and you can hear some of her work with the Deep Listening Band. Take a quick listen. One of the other really interesting things that Oliveros has done is create these text scores uh, that are that would stand in for a you know musically notated score. A text score is a set of instructions for creating a piece of music, something like find an object in the room, begin manipulating it to find a sound that interests you, make that noise for five minutes, the piece ends. John Cage also works extensively in text scores. Pretty fascinating. He calls them, without prevarication, music. Uh, I think he would be deeply offended to hear them not described as music, so I will try not to. What you're hearing now is one interpretation of John Cage's A Dip in the Lake. And I want to be really explicit. This is challenging, strange art. And that is totally okay. And it doesn't have to be for everyone. I recorded the material for 5.23 a.m. while I was in grad school at Northwestern University. I woke up very early in the morning, went down to the studio. I set up an array of these eight mics scattered throughout this large open studio, facing different ways. I began to improvise. I wandered around the space, playing uh, often long, slow tones. I spent a little bit of time dancing to the music I was playing in a way that I think is only possible when you're the only person in the studio and in the building at 6 a.m. And just really letting myself be unselfconscious about the sounds I was creating.
I also spent some time trying to make really ugly or strange sounds with the instrument. The result was eight tracks of randomly spatialized and um, slightly off-timed violin improvisation. My first step was to open up Reaper and drop these tracks in and just really kind of randomly rearrange them, offset them, you know, by one to three to five seconds, and then just play that and listen for moments of synchronicity that emerged from the experience of uh, this kind of random creation. I mixed this piece ambisonically, which is a way of fully capturing the 3D space. Now, of course, you're not playing it back on a multi-speaker ambisonic setup. So it was mixed down to binaural, which is a stereo format 3D experience. The human body generally has two ears. Our brains are able to interpret so much more information than that. We're able to tell if something is in front of us, if it is above us or below us, if it is behind us. Your brain is constantly doing this immensely complicated math based on how sound is reflecting off the folds of your ears, how it's being shadowed by your head, and that's telling you if something is below you, if it's above you. Binaural and ambisonic are ways of capturing and replaying that information for you. When listening to a binaural piece, you always want to wear headphones. That's how you get the full experience. I'm moving over to your right hand side. Here's a clip of binaural audio called the virtual barbershop. I'll put this bag over your head. Just like that. The bag over the top of the head. And now I'll take the bag of the off. There we go. The only reason I did that is because all of the fancy barbershops do that. What you're listening to as I move off to your right here and very quickly wash my hands. Manuel, you get that An idea I work with a lot in the Museum of Tomorrow is the idea of a contrapuntal soundscape. Take a lunch break and walk this trail. And they walked on this trail together and it came to a One goes up the mountain. And he said, well, I'll take the high road. The brain trying to absorb both melodies or both subjects at the same time. And I took the low road and I kept going and my trail got smaller and smaller and smaller until my trail disappeared. Hearing the joy in both of their voices brought out something interesting about both. More than a mile apart. And his trail kept going and his That's about it for this week's episode. We'll listen to selections from the track in just a moment. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. We've been listening to music featured in the audio drama Museum at Tomorrow. To hear the full story or to check out my other compositions, follow the links in the show notes. Visit howimakemusic.com for bonus behind-the-scenes stuff related to this episode. How I Make Music is created by John Bartman. For audio experiences that keep people listening, contact John Bartman via the show notes. My name is Jeffrey Nils Gardner, and thanks for listening to How I Make Music.
strings that play under the melody. I was rocking for historical audio drama. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 